Welcome to a, another twenty. Well, the, no, excuse me, the first 2024 episode of Unscripted Gaming. My name is Josh, joined by my co-host Ray. Ray, how are you? I think I'm doing very well. Excellent. Very well. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Mike. Mike is feeling a little under the weather, so he is uh, missing this episode. He sends his love to the audience we send him our best wishes and i'm sure he'll listen to this back and have something absurd to shout that we uh forgot and uh mike we're sorry in advance for that so uh ray new year new you how you doing buddy i'm doing great i have watched a lot of gundam uh if you want to hear what i'm playing it's going to be very boring right now um all right, we're, we're 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 quickly tra- tra- a, a little postscripted, uh, you know, cameo here. Ray, tell us about some Gundam. Yeah. Um, over the winter break, I watched Turn A Gundam, which is good if you're a fan of Gundam. If you are a fan of Gundam, like you've watched a lot of Gundam, L O T, a lot of it, um, you will like Turn A Gundam. If you are just trying to jump into the Gundam series, you're like, where's my jumping in point? It is not this. The, turn this A Gundam is, is not for newbies. No, it's weird. It is um, It is one of the few Gundam shows my, made by the original creator. I forget his first name, but Tomino. And uh, he's trying to tell a very beautiful and closed loop story of Gundam inside this 50 episode series. And I recommend hardcore Gundam fans watch it at least once, uh, because it's evocative, but it is weird. It's very weird. Um, I'm not sure if I liked it or not. I watched the whole thing. I finished <laughs> it in December. Uh, yeah, if you're asking, like, hey, would you recommend it? Uh, oh, Say I'm a big so fan. Is it, like, is it, like, maybe. one and a half? Is it two se- or is it just one, like, straight 50-episode it's just 50 episodes. Okay. What year did it come out? Oh, that's a good question. Let me... Um, I'm going to type that in. Uh, turn a Gundam. Because, like, I remember when the Gundam Evolution came out. Like, I knew nothing about Turn A Gundam. I hadn't even heard of it. Mm-hmm. And, like, just looking up some artwork, like, it looked, you know, like it might have been in that, you know, late 70s, early 80s time frame. Like, it wasn't drawn too far after like the original series like you know obviously with oh. some improvements but wait what no, year? It, uh, 1999 99 okay interesting so that's that's two years after uh gundam wing that's interesting um was did it get a english release or is it japanese no, only you, you gotta watch that with japanese subs oh my apologies uh yeah yeah um it came to the USA mm. in 2000. Uh, Gundam Wing did, but uh, yeah, Gundam Wing came out in 1995, so four years uh, after Gundam Wing. That kind of surprises me a little bit, and I mean, it does though. Like, you know, as an American audience in mm. the you know late 90s, early 2000s, like we were really at the mercy of what was on TV, like what was on Toonami, what could you get your hands on. So, like, you know, mm. it makes sense that that didn't get an American English release so kind of flew under the radar what I remember talking about it in like when Gundam Evolution came out 
Um, yeah. Speaking of oh, R.I.P. Yeah, what November? Yeah. November last year shut the servers yep. down already. Like barely a year. That's it had it coming. Okay. Yeah. I liked Gundam Evolution. That game was pay to win though. I like. And I I feel like mm. it was pretty obvious early on, and they just never did anything about it. Like there was an opportunity for them to get ahead of it to do some balancing and I just don't feel like it was there quick enough. Mm -hmm. No, no. Like, when you have the... This is a Gundam Evolution tangent, clearly. When you have the best healing character behind a uh, $12 paywall... Let it be known I did pay that $12, by the way. Let, let me put it out there. I'm a hog. I'm part of the problem <laughs> of, of Gundam Evolution's balancing. But, uh... When you have, like empirically by all data just the best characters behind paywalls um you're gonna have some people drop off after yeah. a while uh, and, and that's a shame because there was a really good idea with that game um anyways that aside yeah uh turning gundam um it, it was in gundam evolution i now it's a shame gundam evolution is dead because i now appreciate the moveset it, that was in for that uh, mecha in that game. Um, it makes a lot more sense to me. I'm like, oh, that's why it turns into a butterfly. Now that, <laughs> now that makes sense. It, it, it still doesn't make that much sense, but it, it makes more sense in context. Like, I get what's going on. I'm picking up what you're throwing down. Um, turning Gundam aside, uh, I also watch Gundam Thunderbolt, which anybody can watch. Um, it's Gundam Thunderbolt December Sky. Uh, that is... Isn't it like the, four or five episodes? Like, it's real short. It's four episodes at 20 minutes each. If you watch the Blu-ray crunch... There's a Blu-ray Blu -ray of it that I have that crunches it down into a movie that's 70 minutes long. Um, watch that if you can. It's not difficult to find. There is English dubbing of it. Um, it's actually in my top three best Gundam pieces of media to consume. I love it. I think it's great. It is one of the... You, you know the mantra of Gundam is that, hey, these giant robots are really cool, but war is hell. Yeah. Uh, Gundam Thunderbolt in 70 minutes just drives that home. Yeah. They're like, yeah, these robots are freaking tight. By the way, you are going to see some people die horrifically in this show. I remember... So I... A couple years ago, you first recommended this, and I went and watched it, and I think I watched, like, the first three episodes, and, like, the fourth was hard to get at the time, or I, whatever, like, I mm. fell off of it, but I do remember being, like, it stuck out to me, like, Gundam's not, like, a, a, a not-violent show, but, like, mm. Thunderbolt is... Capital V violent. It is but Thunderbolt rough. is like, we are going to kill this person. And there's going to be no ifs, ands, or buts. This person has died in the we vacuum space. We killed them dead. Like, yeah, you watch we, their body, like, rip apart as their bridge got blown out. And they got yeah. sucked. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, war is hell. And uh, Gundam Thunderbolt wants to make you say that. I like it. I rewatched that. And uh, I'm currently watching G Gundam. The, um... The Super Sentai of the Gundam universe. It's dumb, and I love it. I love. After going from Turn A Gundam, which is this like small little Artor masterpiece of like what it, what Tomino, the creator of Gundam, was trying to say about like his mecha universe, going into you know here is just this giant robot 
where they're wearing bodysuits, and whatever action they do in the bodysuit is what the action the Gundam did. So the gu the Gundam is just doing martial arts, and it's funny and stupid, and it looks like a Power Rangers show. A and I love it. I, I love the different countries that are all representative of Gundams. I love the American Gundam. I love the Russian Gundam. I love... <laughs> the Canadian Gundam is so stupid. The Mexican Gundam is racist, and there's no other way to put it. But it's it's uh, so it's it's terrible, but it's good at the same time. Tequila Gundam is the name of the Mexican Gundam. Come on now, come on. Um, yeah, but that's the Gundam shows I'm consuming. The video games I'm playing is a. Uh, I am struggling to play Persona Five Royal. Um, I think Mike in our group chat said it best. He said, "Hey, pers uh, Persona Five is just school," and you know, it's like, yeah, that's. That's half correct, and then the more I'm playing it, it's like, no, this is just the Japanese high school simulator, and every so often they let you play a JRPG. Um, I'm told by everyone uh, in my life that has played Persona 5 Royal, they're like, stick with it, it just gets better. Josh, I am 25 hours in. I'm <laughs> All right, Ray. I don't know how Ray. much longer I gotta give this. Ray, mm -hmm. it's time for you to just come to where I'm at. And sometimes, if a piece of media needs mm -hmm. an entire book, an entire That's season, a first movie, almost a half week's worth of work to, uh -huh. quote-unquote, get good, it's not good. It's not good. I, if I, I feel like you're talking about something extremely specific right now. I'm not, because there are so many pieces okay. of media out there where everybody's like, oh, you just got to get through the first season. You just got to get through the first book. You just got to get through the first movie. You just got to get through the first 20, 30 hours. Like, if it takes that long <laughs> to explain itself, to get good, it's not good. I, I think most people in that point are deluding themselves with the sunk cost fallacy of like, I put so much time into this, it has to be good. I can't think it's bad because I wasted so much time and I'm in for a penny, in for a pound. It's I think you're right. I actually good. think you're completely yeah. correct. So Ray, um, Ray, it's it's baby, it's dead. Call it. It's dead! It's called time, time of death. 928, 122, 2024. <laughs> My friend that recommended this to me, hey Mara, if you're listening, I'm gonna mention uh, her. She said, it's so good, and I was like, okay, uh, which one I get? Do I get the base game, or do I get the Royal, the updated version? I was like, get the Royal version. Okay, I got it for PS5. I'm playing this shit in 4K. Um, I'm playing the most updated version. And they are too, they have the Switch version. And um, Mara reached out to me today and said, I'm putting Persona 5 Royal down, the Switch version. I said, oh yeah? What's your reasoning? Because I've hit a wall. And they said, I'm just bored. Um, and they're the one that beat this game before, and they're replaying it to try to see how I would like it. I'm like, did you just say you're just bored with it? Because I feel like I'm going insane when everyone tells me it's so great. And I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> I have to have a podcast going on in the background to go through this game. But yeah, I, I think you're right. I think I, may, I might need to take a break from uh, P5 Royal. Uh, no. If they're the one that loves this game so far, I get it. I'm gonna keep trying, but probably a lot more slowly than I'm going now. Anyways, Josh. Mar, Mar, real quick. If you're not watching the video, turn it on real quick. Go to YouTube.com, Unscripted Gaming. Look at me. Look at me. It's okay. 
Let it go. We will help <laughs> you. There are good games out there. Don't let it gaslight you into thinking it's good. It's not. It's okay to say goodbye. I think Mara has actually played all the Persona and Shinigami Tensei games, like, made thus so far. And Mara loves these types of games, but I don't know if my friend Mara has played through, like, them multiple times. Yeah. I don't know that. So, yeah, that's a question. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. What games are you playing, sir? Let me so, um, for me, you know, I, I did watch um, the first of the two movies um, for Attack on Titan. Uh, the other movie... Oh, you're, you're, you're ending it! I'm oh, ending, yeah. I'm finally there. So, okay. I, watched, okay. I watched the English release, so yeah. I did not want the last one to like change the voices to have to read so the mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. japanese version is already out i think the english dub is coming out now or like when i i was watching it over the holidays it wasn't out yet i think it might be out now or coming out soon so watch mm -hmm. the first movie uh for the end like it's come to an end boy howdy it feels like stuff's about to get real bad yeah like yeah. even worse um that's been about the only thing there um, video games. Um, wait, wait, what, what, what? No, back up, back up. Let's talk about Attack on Titan for a second. I remember watching this when it came out in 2012, 2013, and it took them, oh my gosh, is that 11 years? 11 years to end a, they call it four seasons, no. No, no, you don't get to call the fourth no. season the final season seven times. Yeah. The worst, the worst part like for that. me is I came in, season three was done, and I God, finally that's such a good season. And I finally sat down and watched it from beginning to end, and I was like, coming right around the time season four was originally getting the launch, I was like, oh look, I got I got in at the perfect time. I got to mm -hmm. binge one through three. Season four is gonna come out. And it's going to wrap it all up, and I'm not going to have to wait for anything. And then season four <laughs> comes out, and they're like, oh, we're doing season four part two. And I'm like, fuck. So I wait for season four part two, and it comes out. And they're like, oh, but we've got season four part two part two coming out. Yeah. Which yeah, is then going to yeah. be two movies. And I'm like, god damn. So I thought I had avoided the decade of waiting for an Attack on Titan fan only to you. come in and still have to wait over three years. Because I started this journey in 2021. <laughs> and here we are in 2024, and finally it's ending. So um, it's unbelievable. Like, I understand why in some capacities and other times, like, sometimes, like, how does something so popular and so well-received struggle to find the funding to do it? Like, and you know, obviously I think that's a bigger discussion of one I'd like to have Mike here for, too, of, like, yeah. And, and just to do some reading about, like, how production in the Japanese market goes. But, like, those two things don't necessarily compute, like, mm -hmm. the, the money the money should have been there to, like, throw as, as much talent and as much production effort to get that out as possible. Um, but mm -hmm. that aside, it was great. Um, I'm excited for the last part. I'm excited to finish the fight. Yeah, and it, it goes places. Yeah, I can only imagine. Uh, like, I haven't watched the latest ones. I, I finished the manga back in 2021. Um, and I was 
I was shook for a little bit after I finished it. And then I, like, had to do that little bit of reflection, like, wow, it's finally over. T ten years later, it's finally over. And I won't spoil anything for you, but I think we might need a Creed Got Robbed or a postscripted episode of just your thoughts when it finally, when you finally, finally roll last credits on it. I, think I might have to watch it, though, because the... You know, their animation... Alright. Excuse my language. That should be fire. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I still think about that uh, animated scene. Um, I don't know. Attack on Titan spoilers for Season 3. I still be thinking about that scene where um, Levi finds the Beast Titan and goes ham on him. I uh, that That is so beautifully animated. Just up and down, back and forth. I love it. Anyways, yeah. We should do that. Um, and then, so video games-wise, um, still playing through Mario Wonder. Um, you know, just getting a couple levels here and there when you know, the, the time allows. Popping the Switch out, just doing one or two here. And that's that's the nice thing about that game. Like, there is a good story. It is very engaging. But also, like, it's easy to get in and out of. So, like, mm -hmm. you, you, can, you can have a session where... You go in a whole run, finish a world, and like, oh my god, where'd the time go? And other times you're like, hey, I've got a couple minutes. I'm going to bang one or two of these out, or maybe I'll go back because I missed a wonder seed in the one, and I know I know where it is now, so I can go back. It's just, it is so robust in that, uh, you know, it's, it's just hard not to say more good things about it. Um, been playing through Halo Infinite, the campaign. Um, oh, or, you're, you're still going through it? Yeah, so I never played it. I was no, we. I, I haven't either. Yeah. Like, I think I'm stuck at the same place where we left off. Yeah. I don't know if you went farther. Mm -mm. Maybe a little bit, but um, you know, just I had not played it yet, and you know, got some friends together. Ray, you were there too, and we've just kind mm -hmm. of been like piecemeal working through it. You know, kind of with the unique nature of Far Cry Halo, um, <laughs> you can kind of be a little. Um, open you know it's very open worldy and it's it's interesting i think it was something that the halo franchise probably needed i just wish the game had been a little more coherent about its launch to like make sure that that was more of a focal point and launch with co-op right off the bat because like i'm not gonna play a halo campaign without co-op but um and then i i cannot believe that game launched without co-op yeah. that Man, that still blows my mind. I, I I know it's water under the bridge now. That's a big bridge. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, and then the last thing. So I haven't started playing it yet, but we are getting to do the the ultimate Josh experiment of like how I would, in theory, love to experience a media. Mike Mike is always joke like. I would love to just be blindfolded, have no knowledge, sat in a theater and told, consume this and have no knowledge about what was being shown to me. Well, I'm basically about to have that happen to me because um, there's a new Prince of Persia game. Oh, yeah, there is. Yeah. I did not know this, but I had mm -hmm. a birthday recently and Mike was like, hey, I heard some good things about this. I think you would like it and sent it to me. I still have not consumed anything about it other than seeing the artwork on the store page. So, like... Mm -hmm. I know nothing about it. Literally nothing about it. So you've never played any of the past Prince of Persia games? Um, I played I played the remake of Sands of Time, and there was one, the the Dual Blades or whatever it was, the, 
The one with the really edgy version of him, and he had the... the oh, Warrior Within? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah that is like peak early 2000s yeah. game. Yeah. You know, in the in the, the Gyllenhaal, Prince of Persia era. So um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, you know, going in pretty raw... A just like it's been. I mean, it's been a long time since I played those games, um, and the fact again that I you know know nothing about this game. Like I have not really been consuming a lot of like gaming podcasts just because of end of the year stuff and travel and you know I was reading mm-hmm. a book. Like so, I am so fresh. I know nothing. I'm really excited about to just like somebody says, hey, go do this, and I'm gonna go do it. And we're gonna see how that kind of that works okay. out. So I'm okay. excited. Uh, but the the next recording, you know, I just got it yesterday. I've downloaded it, so I will be playing it soon and uh, um, report back on that. Okay, excellent. All right, so let's talk about a little bit of news. Um, Josh, you ever heard of this game called Pal World that just came out like I, two days ago? In preparation for this podcast, I was yeah. inundated with news about this fucking game. Okay. Gosh, I remember seeing trailers for this game, thinking, "Hey, that's pretty stupid." Um, yeah, you should you should release something really stupid like this. Sure, go for it. Now it's out, and uh, shall we start at the top, just describing what this game is, in case you know. I think that's a good someone idea. Listen, someone uh, listening to this has no idea. So, Pal World, the the quickest way, and I'm gonna look at the screen here. Um, Pokemon with guns is the way it's being described. I think that is a disingenuous way to describe it. Uh, there are Pokemon... Okay, I want to be clear. Some of this art looks like straight-up Pokemon rip-offs. Like, I can look at some of the... They're not called Pokemon, they're called Pals. I can look at some of the Pal creatures and say, like, yeah, I know exactly what Pokemon you're trying to rip off here. Um, that's weird. Uh, you do have guns. It's a survival builder game where you are surviving by gathering materials to build places and to exist in them. Um, you capture pals with not Pokeballs. And uh, I don't know if you know this or not, Josh. You can capture humans in these not Pokeballs. You also can shoot <laughs> in these legally distinct, definitely not Pokeballs. Right. Um, yeah, you can also uh, put these pals to work for you. So you can start building up a base. You know, you gather a bunch of materials, build a base, and you put them to work for you by doing things such as uh, making them put into... Okay, I'm not going to bury the lead. There, this game promotes chattel slavery. Let's just let's just get that right out there. Um, it's actually on the Storm, the Steam page for Pal World. Um, they kind of celebrate it. They're like, hey, you could put these pals to work. And it shows like a bunch of pals with sad... Like, they are programmed to have sad faces while they're putting together like not M16s for the player. And also they're like turning a crank to grind bread and different pals have different um, use cases. You could use fire pals to start furnace or something like that or you could use electric pals to power a power plant how what does the uh electric pal get to leave that power plant no not if you don't want them to uh 
Okay, here's the messed up part that made me say, um, I don't think I want to play this game. Uh, you don't just have to do that with pals. Remember how I said earlier you could capture humans in the not Pokeballs? I do recall this. What if you needed to farm fields and you decided, I don't want my pals to do this. I want the humans I captured to do. This game's problematic. Ray? The way I've been saying it is this, this game is Pokemon, but problematic. I have nothing. Is this, this just game's a, is giving this, me bad vibes. I'm sorry, is this, this just a slavery simulator? Uh, you, one could make the argument. <laughs> I did see that one. I did see that there's already a Pokemon mod for the game, and it's been out for what? Not that long? Yeah. I, you know, so, yeah. I saw too that it, it like, it is it has been so meteoric in its rise like it's already about five million downloads um the yeah, server five, the yeah. servers could not handle the traffic um it is it is available a game preview on game pass mm-hmm. i might a preview of it nice yeah i might have to play it now i think um, I think it's. I am not I, spending thirty dollars on this game. Yeah, I think technically, like the, with the Game Pass, like game previews are early access games that are available on Game Pass. They may or may not be continually available on there. Like, I don't think there's yeah. like a time limit. It's just like a hey, it's here until it's fully released or whatnot. But oh, I might, I might have to download it and just like we might, we might, we might have to do a, a, a an unscripted gaming plays X and just. I would like your opinion of it. Yeah. Also, it's a uh, because of the fact um, forcing your pals to build your like fortifications is like a key core component of the game. It has attracted the most normal people you can think of into the community of this game with some really normal opinions uh, to talk about. It, it's it's weird. I did read a developer interview for Pal World. Um, Apparently the developer did not know what the animation rig is. That might mean nothing to a lot of people listening to this. For anyone that works in the game industry, working on a video game for three years and not knowing an animation rig, that's the equivalent of you drive a car for a living and you don't understand the concept of a steering wheel. It's kind of like that integral to like the process of making a video game in the animation world. So the only answer to that is did you did, did you just take a bunch of assets? Did you make someone make assets? There, there's like some weird things where like, hey, we had a middle schooler make all the assets for this game. They were just working at a convenience store. Hey, we only had a budget of $10,000 in making this game. That, I say like, um, I'm going to call BS on that. Um, I don't know what you mean when you say that, but I'm going to call BS on that. Ten, like, no. $10,000. Uh, I forget what they said it was in... Um, uh, yen, but it converts to 10,000 USD, just about. Uh, yeah, there's, there's, I don't know what to make of this game. I, like, I, I, I haven't, I have it. not played the game, obviously, but, like... Yeah, I haven't either. It released on the 11th. God, that is, like, it's only a week old. Yeah. It... Something doesn't pass the smell test there, like... I don't think it does! I don't think it does, but I, I, I feel like I'm the odd man out. But it's there are there is a. Small I mean, Ray, five million people can't be wrong. Like, mm. 
It, it, it does have <laughs> currently it has broken the record of for largest concurrent Steam users. I don't know if it beat PUBG, but I know it's up there. Like right now, there are more people playing Pal World than there are playing like uh, Counter Strike, which is which is pretty extreme. Um, how long that's gonna last? I don't know. I think it's kind of a big, and then we're gonna see a right afterwards. That's my prediction. Um, yeah. Does this does this game have the staying power? Can the devs, you know? support it long term or is it going to be like oh you know hey this is the game of the moment everybody memes on it for a little while and then they move on yeah yeah um yeah i don't know who this game is for i guess i i, I heard it described by some friends saying this game is not actually for kids could have fooled me um this game is for adults that just don't like Pokemon anymore, but they want a very edgy version of Pokemon. It's like, yeah, I guess there's a market for that. Clearly, there are 5 million people that spent $30 on the game. Um, yeah, but I mean, honestly, most adults who want to play Pokemon just play Pokemon. Like, uh, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, like, you know, I don't think a lack of edge is the, the problem that people have with Pokemon these days. It is, you know, mm -hmm. they've gotten a little too formulaic about it, like... That's that's the big, or they want you know, they they're chasing the feeling they had as a child playing red for the first time, um, you know like nothing it, will replace that feeling. No, it won't. But like abandon hope, you know, <laughs> giving Pikachu a fucking Gatling gun and being like, go murder some Ratata in the woods. Like that's not what most people actually want. Like again, they want a meme on it, but that's not the game that they want to like actually play. I hear some people saying the game is legitimately fun. I don't know. I haven't played it. There, there are a lot of games that get like super popular that I just don't play because just looking at it, I'm like, yeah, I see. Where, I'm picking up what you're throwing down. I don't want to play. Yeah, that. I'm not. I, I'm, I'm, I'm following, but I'm not into it. Yeah. Um. Well, Pal World. Um. If you want to try it, I mean, I guess go ahead. Uh, I mean, it's free. You know, it's free for me. I'm, I'm paying for Game Pass, so. Might've. That's not free. You're paying for game. <laughs> but I've already, you know, if you think like if again at the looking in a, in a rolling twelve months, the games I've played versus what I pay for Game Pass, like I'm already mm -hmm. in the black. So might as well throw it on there and see what happens. Um, I'm going to quote someone. Uh, apparently, Lincoln Carpenter. I'm going to steal a quote from this pro, uh, person. The game is. The game could be most. The game could be delightful if it wasn't so invested in being awful. I, from the outside looking in, that's what I look at this, and I'm like, yeah, that's kind of my feelings. A, a, a game doesn't have to be everything. A game doesn't have to like even have a message behind it. It could just be a piece of like BS. Call of Duty does that. They're just like, yeah, here you go, shoot some people. Bullets fly at the speed of light, by the way, in this game. Um, don't account for bullet drop. It's okay. It's cool. That's fine. People love that. But when a game says, like, yes, we are promoting chattel slavery, BT dubs, I've, I've taken a peek at Pal World's community, and I'm like, oh, I don't... I don't want to interact with these I don't want, I don't want any part of any of you. Yeah, I'm like, you know what? I will go back to Smash Brothers. That is okay. 
I got Street Fighter 6 every- Street Fighter 6 is a fun community. People will just beat your ass. That's the kind of community I'm looking for. Put up your hands. Okay, I'm oh, sorry. Pal World aside. Josh, you've got gaming news. Yeah, so um, you, you kind of mentioned uh, a little bit related to what I was going to talk about. So speaking of Call of Duty, for the first time in 15 years, a non-Rockstar game has outsold Call of Duty in the year of our Lord 2023. So looking at sales data from last year, Hogwarts Legacy actually took the top spot over Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Now, Modern Warfare 3 still sold a lot of copies and is number two over things like Madden, Spider-Man, Tears of the Kingdom, um, even Modern Warfare 2. But um, I, I think it is... It, it, I can't decide if it is more a testament to the excitement of you know the wizarding world harry potter fans getting a game as big and robust as hogwarts legacy if it's more an indictment of like the the knowledge of the issues with modern warfare 3 leading up to it and you know there being a bit of burnout in the community community or you know maybe there's a little bit of both i think the the burnout would be more indicative if Call of Duty like fell to like the two or the four like the three or the four spot. Um, I do yeah. I do think that that impacts it a little bit, but you know I still think that should be a, it's it's a signal to developers that a there are there are franchises out there there are pieces of media that are being underserved and like. We don't he have to keep putting out video games for the same six IPs every single year or every couple of years. Like, you can do something newer in the gaming space or different and, and reach an audience that mm -hmm. you didn't previously or that you might not think would normally activate around the video game version of their property. But also, um, for the Call of Duty, like... It's time for Call of Duty to really have a rethink about their production schedule, their release schedule, and how they handle that franchise. Oh, that that it's been time for that for so long. I mean, yes, man. but like I think we're hitting a we're hitting a point where it's it's going to get more important because like the financials won't support it. Will it will not it will not self-support itself like it used to if they're not be if that community's not being served properly now let's hold on a sec now i i'm not going to defend call of duty too hard because i'm going to be honest i i can't remember the last time i bought a call. yes i can the last time a i bought a call of duty game was call of duty modern warfare 3 and i bought that in 2018 just because I had never played it before, I bought I busted out my Xbox 360 just to play through the single camp, uh, player campaign. Saw what that was about, and then I um, I put it in my shelf and boxed up the 360. It, it, I was not impressed with it. It, it was whatever. Um, that's so. Uh, I'm trying to think of the last time I bought a Call of Duty game brand new. Okay, I remember it. I remember it. It was Black Ops 4. Remember for Black Ops 4, um, 
they had the symbol of just three, I mean, they had four, like, um, little marks going, as opposed to the Roman numeral four. They just put four lines, one, two, three, four. And I think the marketing reason behind that is, and I'm gonna be mean here, I have to be mean. Most Call of Duty fans can't read Roman numerals. So if they actually put the IV for Roman numeral four, no one will understand what <laughs> I need somebody in the market research team to like release that that focus group that, data. That data. It, I'm pretty sure it No, I'm gonna be honest, I'm sure they were right. Oh, one hundred percent. They were probably on the money. Like, listen, we gotta, we gotta go to the lowest common denominator, and we're pretty sure our audience will not know what we mean when we put Black Ops IV. They're like, what does that mean, IV? Are you gonna be a medic in this game? I don't want to be a medic. I want to be a rifleman. And boom, just like that, you've lost a sale. <laughs> but the, but the four little hash marks. They're like, one, two, three. Four. Black Ops 4. That's what I'm getting. There's my $70. Yeah. <laughs> it's the next Call of Duty, obviously. I'm being mean. I'm being unfair. I'm being kind of shitty. But I don't think I'm wrong. No, I don't think you are. But I, and I, I've said this before, and I, I've heard it out a couple, you know, some other people have said this, similar things. Like, I think Jeff Gersman is a big on this, too. Like, I do think it is time for Call of Duty to just be Call of Duty. Like, Call of Duty is not a yearly release. Mm. Like, it's a platform. You have Call of Duty. You have access to a campaign that gets released every 18 months, every 24 months, and updated that you have access to. It is the set of multiplayer maps that gets refreshed and recycled every so often. It is the Warzone mode that gets, you know, every six eight 12 months they uh, you know they go through a cycle of maps that they do for a season but like just set it up so that you buy you know some sort of annual pass for call of duty every year mm-hmm. and you know every six months every 12 months you do a refresh of some kind you release a serialized story for you know a year and then six months later you start a new one like i don't know like i just think that the we need to hit this target for an annual big box release every year is unsustainable in the long run and i think we're starting to really see the the wheels fall off of this you know car that's been you know the the Red Bull Flugtag or, you know, box soapbox race that's been going down the hill for 15 years and parts are flying off and the wheels flying off and they're doing their best, but at some point it's going to hit <laughs> hit the barrier and it's going to be over. I I want to agree with that. Um, I think Call of Duty is already trying... Uh, hold on, I'm going to turn my camera off because my dog wants out my room. <laughs> Um, I think Call of Duty has been trying the whole platforming thing lately. Like, if you were to download the, um, I guess, the launcher. Well, it's uh, been, apparently, it just says Call of Duty. Yeah, and it's, it's. I mean, it's been there for a while. Like, it's been since the first 
new mod like when they first released Warzone in the PC mm-hmm. version it it was separated like Call of Duty multiplayer story mode and then Call of Duty Warzone like they were yeah. they were two launchers with it you know they were two different paths within the launcher so like they they've got that kind of there but just like and maybe it's maybe it's something to do with like the console version or whatnot but I just think that the annual Call of Duty like honestly you know I think it's a little different with Madden just because it's it's a little easier to fart that out and and just make the roster changes but like same thing and, and, and they do <laughs> like clockwork and they won't stop no they won't they can't stop and they won't stop call them Miley um, I I haven't played the call. I, I'm told that the Modern Warfare campaigns, the newest ones of Call of Duty, are legitimately really good. They are. I mean, I played one and two. I have not played three. Oh yeah. And one was phenomenal. I don't remember two as much, just because I played one more because I hadn't gotten into Warzone yet. By the time yeah. two came out, I was playing a lot more Warzone, so I didn't play mm-hmm. as much of that campaign. Like, but like. The story was good. The gameplay was good. Like I remember very much enjoying it and very much feeling like okay, this. Okay. This is, it, you know, it's it, it had that. This is what modern warfare is in 2020, 2021. Like it is. It is. I, they need to come up with better names. Yeah. Advanced warfare, get, modern warfare, warfare reloaded. Actually, I would appreciate Warfare Reloaded. I think that's a better name <laughs> than just going Call of Duty Modern Activision. Warfare and pretending like that name doesn't exist. Uh, Warfare Reloaded TM Activision, call me. I'll I'll hook you up. That's a that's a verbal trademark. It's a binding agreement. Why not? No, that's such a better name than just like yeah, Modern Warfare Two. Doesn't that game exist? Yeah, but that's the 2009 version of Modern Warfare. You're not ready for the 2021 version of Modern Warfare <laughs> Two. Like, can you just come up with a better name, you hacks? Anyways, no, what, what no, do I know? they can't. What do I know? They nothing. make a billion yeah, dollars when this game comes out. Like, like it, nothing I say freaking matters. Yep. It's still, it's still, um, it's still an ATM machine for them. So, like, whatever. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk about some some sad news going on in the gaming world. Um, so a studio I used to work for uh, laid off half of their staff. Like something. It was above 150 possibly 200 out of 400 people. So probably close to half. Um, It was Lost Boys Interactive. Uh, I worked with them and I helped make Tiny Tina's Wonderland. I really enjoyed working on that game. A lot of good love and energy working on that game. I really enjoyed working for Lost Boys Interactive. Um, I have my own reasons for why I resigned from there, but it was because the game I was working on, I really freaking Hey, fun fact, I discovered I hate working on wrestling games. Um, I do not like it. Uh, but they're not the only ones. Um, so just 200 people just, whoop, they got a message just out of the blue on, I think it was Monday? It was a Monday or Friday. Uh, they got the message that, yeah, we have to lay off a lot, a lot of people. Um, my friend, I won't name him here, but he lives in about 
50 miles away from me because I moved recently. Um, I helped him get the job at Lost Boys, and he just recently got laid off. And he, like, texted me and said, Hey, you want to go grab a drink later? I was like, Oh, yeah, I'm cool. You, we can hit the pub. Uh, is there some good news do you want to share? He's like, No, it's all bad news. I'm like, Oh, oh, oh. And in my game developers chat that I happen to be in, um, someone else I knew was just like, well, I just got laid off, and so did a bunch of other people! Hooray! And I was like, oh, ah, uh, mm, mm. And, uh... Lost Boys Interactive! Guess who their umbrella company is? You get one guess, Josh. One. Um... Volition. No, not... I mean, this... This is related to. This is related to, yeah. Oh my god. Um, that those these two companies were under the same umbrella company. Oh shit! Not not epic. Um, I'm blanking. Uh, Embracer. Embracer Group. Yes. Yes. The 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 giant conglomerate that decided we are going to be EA by buying a bunch of studios and hoping. Praying that the Saudi Arabian gaming group gives us two billion dollars, and when that fell through, ever since it's just been a constant layoff slash studio closure wave. Speaking of which, uh, Piranha Bytes, the game dev that made uh, Gothic and Elix, um, they are about to face uh, studio closure. Uh, they, they announced today, as of was January twenty second, twenty twenty four, that uh, yeah, um, they 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 released a player statement saying, "Don't write us out yet." Um, they are convinced that they're going to succeed, and <clears throat> what will we succeed at? Not being shut down by Embracer. And it's like, guys, come on, we. I'm pulling for you, but I don't have a lot of faith. Because um, Embracer has unfortunately been, like, sending mass layoffs to extremely successful and decent companies that have been making good games. And it doesn't seem to matter because it is just a corporation that is just trying to adjust their bottom line. Yeah. There's One, no I... Uh, I think now this is this is a wider problem with the saudi sovereign wealth fund and like other mm -hmm. like petro states that are trying to diversify and to you know balance their portfolios and and prepare for the future is i think we're going to see a lot more rug pulling like this like in media in games in publications and in sports too like you know mm -hmm. it's uh, I, uh, a podcast group I, I listened to did a did a um, a mini series with the guys from men and blazers about like sports washing and how you know the Saudis and the Emiratis and a lot of folks have tried to improve their image by getting involved in sports and media and other things like that but golf in particular yeah and, and you just there are going to be the big hits and there are going to be the things like you know manchester city where you know they get involved and they make a lot of money and you know they bring 
a club to being one of the most dominant forces in, you know, club football in the world. And But you're going to have a lot of other folks who are almost swept off their feet like a college recruiter does to a young football mm-hmm. player. And then it's like, you're the best, you're the best, you're the best, you're amazing. And then it's like, oh, you're still a freshman and you need to sit the fuck down and, and wait your turn. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's the same thing of like, oh, you know, we're not going to be, you know, we're not going to be taken out by Embracer Group. We're going to survive this, yada, yada. And then two minutes later, sorry, you're done too. Like, yeah, yeah. I I do think that there's going to be a a larger shift at some point where a lot of those investments get pulled for those groups to re-diversify or to, you know, they don't see it's having the intended effects. So they're like, well, let's just pull our money back and put it somewhere safer or double down on the things that are really making us money instead of some of the things that are just kind of making us money. Um, uh-huh. And, you know, it's not a, like, it, it is very hard to turn down what seems like free money. Um, I get that. Got the strings attached. The, the but yeah, strings I, are what gets you. And I'm sure Mike would have more to say about this. And he, this is one of those sections where he's going to be fucking screaming at his and writing a blog post or something like that, which you can find on unscriptedgaming.com <laughs> um, of his follow-up thoughts to that. But I just think we're, we're going to see more of this from very similar situations in the next yeah. 5, 10, 20 years. Like, this is going to be a problem for a long time. I actually will disagree with that. I think we got another, probably another solid two years of like what we know as triple A gaming, what whatever that means, being like completely finding a new image of that. Because I think we've said this for the past like four episodes, like it cannot hold. What what the gaming industry is doing when it comes to making games and the way that it's making games is clearly and hasn't been sustainable for years. And there's been some talk of like, okay, we just need to increase the price of games. We need to go from 60 to $70. And I think there's an argument to be made there. I really do. Yes, I'm coming at this from a bit of bias, but walk this path with me before. It used to be Mortal Kombat 3 on the Super Nintendo cost $70 when it came out. When you adjust for inflation, that's $120 for a video game. And I'm sorry, Mortal Kombat 3, I don't know if it's worth $120. Let's let's be honest. Now, to be Hmm. fair, at least at that time, you were literally buying like a printed circuit board with like compute and memory and like yeah. you were buying something more than just like the license and the raw ones and zeros of the game like there was more stuff coming with it so like especially in the cartridge era I do understand a little bit also yeah, yeah, you yeah. had like tens of thousands of people playing games instead of tens of millions sure there is some cost reduction going on there but also the cost to make games yeah. has like ballooned, ballooned rapidly like, the- Gosh, when you look at the credits for, like, who is currently working on GTA 6, and the fact that you realize they're only going to charge you $70 to play that game, that's kind of nuts when you get to it. And they're hoping 
they uh, make their money back on investment? What game was it that just came out where they needed to sell 6 million copies to break even? What game was that? Oh my gosh. I, was I it that zombie game about. that they literally were like, nope, we didn't do it, and they shut it down 45 days later? Oh, you gotta be more specific when you say zombie <laughs> video game. <laughs> well, there was a, 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 a... You just said what day ends in why? <laughs> uh, what, uh... Zombie game shuts down. What game was that? Uh, Wait, it, it was the day before. The, the day before, uh, maybe it's so the day before launched, and in 45 days later, it was shut down and done. Like they did. Well, that because that game was like a heist, right? Yeah. <laughs> they they got in. They got their money. They got out. <laughs> You, no one can convince me otherwise. Like, I, I think they tried. I, I think at some point they were trying to make a game, but yeah, that that game was absolutely a heist. Um, I forget what it was. Anyways, that's not important. It happens all the time. Game, certain games need to hit, like, just incredible numbers just to... Numbers that when, like, in 1997... Numbers in 2005, even you'd have been like, "Oh my gosh, we sold three million copies. We did it. We are set. This studio needs to hire more people to justify the next project we're working on." Now you're hitting games, and this happened as early as like 2016. Um, you have certain Resident Evil games coming out. They're like, uh, "I think it was Resident Evil 8, not 8. I'm sorry, 6. Resident Evil 6 needed to sell." Um, six million copies to break even and they sold four million copies and it was they had to have a long tail otherwise it was considered not viable and that's that is nuts to me um i think we need to we as the american gaming industry or we'll just say western gaming industry because i'm sure there's a bunch of european studios that do this too we need to reevaluate how we're completely just making games and we need to go back to the japanese model of small studios make a game put it out there do it again hold stop with the gigantic studios trying to like punch everyone's ticket try to meet everyone um halfway with like gameplay elements and whatnot no be weird be like the be like FromSoft. Be unapologetically weird about your games. What's that? Your game's too hard? Well, listen, son, you better get good or there's the refund button. <laughs> <laughs> we return to that. That's what's that Gosh, I was talking about this in a different um chat with a bunch of game developers, like I'm going to make you feel nostalgic for a little bit, and I'm sorry to do this to you, my man. It's Friday night. It's the year 2000. Some planes haven't crashed into buildings yet. For all you know, everything is good and okay in the world, right? Uh, Bill Clinton is president? <laughs> Things are fucking humming, baby. Let's go. <laughs> the dot-com bubble is just starting to pop. But everyone's eating, everyone has money. What are you doing that Friday night? My man, you're going to family video. Right there on the corner of Fairborn, right by the five points. You're getting yourself a game, 
you're getting yourself a movie, then you're walking across the door, right next door to Marco's Pizza. You're getting yourself a large pie and a two liter. Your weekend is set! And for $16, my man, $16, you know you're about to have a good time. Bring a buddy, bring some family. We don't have that anymore! We gave that away! We threw that out! <laughs> We robbed ourselves of Utopia! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Goodness. Unscriptedgaming.com. That is where you can find links to all of our shows, all, all of our ridiculous ranting and ravings. That is what you get with Unscripted Gaming. You can follow us on Facebook at Unscripted Game Podcast, at Twitter X, at Unscript underscore gaming. Uh, SoundCloud.com slash unscripted-gaming for our audio versions. We are on all the podcatchers. Uh, thank you for listening to Unscripted Gaming. My name is Josh. Oh, my name is Ray. Peace.